Hello and welcome to another edition of Sky Blues Fans TV. Tonight we will be previewing the Peterborough away trip for Coventry City on Saturday. We will be joined later on by Dan from the Yellow Block podcast who covered Peterborough United. And we will obviously be discussing the game, uh, Johnson Clark Harris, the recent new additions that Peterborough have, and obviously um, score predictions for the game. So tonight I'm also joined by regular guest Ken. Um, good evening, Ken. Um, what are your thoughts on Saturday's game against Peterborough? Good, e- good evening. Um. Well, it's not going to be an easy game. I, don't, I think people think it's going to be an easy game. I don't think, it's, you know, I don't think it's any easy games in this league, to be fair. But cause they're going to be fighting for their lives, aren't they? You know, um, they need all the points they can get. I know they're struggling at the bottom, and we beat them already this season. Um, but it's always a difficult ground to go to. So, uh, you know, on paper, yeah, we should win the game. Um, I'm pretty confident we will win the game, but I don't think it'll be as easy as people might think. I think uh, the odd goal in it maybe two one something like that. Yeah, I definitely think they're a good side at home. Um, they've took some points off some good teams at home, and they've only narrowly lost to um, Fulham and to West Brom. I think West Brom they conceded very late late on to mm. lose lose against. Um, and they always tend to score goals, but they tend to leak them. Um, and I, I think obviously looking back to the game yeah. at the CBS. Um, obviously, it, it was quite a cagey game for the first 45 minutes and then we kind of blitzed them with three goals um, in seven minutes. Do you think there's a case maybe that Vic and Waghorn come back into the team um, or are we going to stick with the box and Matty Godden on his yeah. own? Yeah. Uh, I've got a funny feeling he might, he might bring Waghorn and that, but he, he might play two up front against Peterborough. I've got a funny feeling he might do that um, just because, you know, we have been struggling to score lately. We haven't been scoring a lot of goals. Um, and, and we have missed Waggon, to be fair, you know. He does a lot of work off the ball that people don't realise. So we have we have missed him. Um, what the best partnership is, I'm not quite sure myself. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be Waggon and Big Vic or Godden. And, see, Godden's playing against his former club as well, so he should, he'll be up for it, won't he? because um, he used to play for Peterborough so he'll be up for it so it'll be interesting to see what sort of um, team he puts out but I certainly expect um, Callum O'Hare to come back and uh, I, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if he put um, Waggon he started Waggon and Godden or it's difficult isn't it whether Waggon's going to be uh, 100% fit or not so it's a difficult one, but I wouldn't be surprised if I, I certainly think he'll play to up front on what formation or what 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 personnel between Godden 
uh, and Waghorn and Big Vic and Walker. I'm not quite sure, but uh, I think he would definitely play two up front. Do you? What do you think? I think there's a case for two up front. They'll probably go with quite a young back uh, back four, um, Peterborough. Uh, I think they've got a young lad on loan from Norwich mm. who'll come in at left back. Uh, they've obviously got Ronnie Edwards who plays at centre-half um, and he was quite impressive when they played against us. But they always look like they've got they've got a they've got a mistake in, in them um, and they'll they'll give you a chance but they all they do score goals as well which is which is the um yeah the problem with them like I said even if you one nil up they they do they have had a habit of scoring late goals they beat QPR with a late goal they obviously beat Derby at home earlier in the season with a late goal so I, I think the games against them, they're never no- normally boring nil-nil games. I've probably jinxed it now. But there's, there always tends to be goals in the games with them. And mm. uh, I think that'll be good. Um, mm. Just obviously going slightly off topic, just while we wait for Dan to join us. Um, your thoughts on the three departures this week? Obviously, two of them have gone on loan. Um, so Josh Pask has gone to Newport County. Um Declan Drysdale has gone to Ross County. I nearly said Darren Drysdale in, in honour of the referee. And yeah, and then obviously Wes, Wesley Jabello has gone yeah. today. Um, I think it's pretty much safe to say that it's probably the end of Josh yeah. City career. What What are your thoughts, um, obviously, on those three, three departures? Mm. Well, yeah, I, I, I just hope we don't get a you know, injuries now, because, I mean, Pass was okay. He did, to be fair to him, he did all right when he came in and and, and played a couple of games as cover. Uh, was he ever going to dislodge, you know, the the, the regulars? I'm, I'm not sure if he was. Um, but he was okay as a backup, I suppose. But knowing our lot, you know, we were probably going to go and get a couple of injuries at the back now and we'd probably need him. But, um, but yeah, we needed to free up wages. Jabello definitely needed to go. And you need to find a new club. Um, I think we're just waiting on Hillsden now. He's still he's still there, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah, Hill, Hill's he hasn't found any Hillsden's, Hillsden's got, um, got 18 months, though, so he's slightly different to Jabello. Obviously, Jabello and Pass were out of contract um, in the summer yeah. uh, on it. Um, obviously, Declan Drysdale going to Scotland, to Ross County. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to be under a defender, Malky Mackay there. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's another... Another centre half gone, isn't it? That, yeah, but I think he needs. He, he, he was. He was. He, did, he was another one. He, he could youngster when he came in. He, he but yeah, definitely, he definitely needs a loan, a good loan, and uh, he needs a few games under his belt before we can really judge him because he did. He played a couple of decent games for us, didn't he? I think he played against Rangers in the um in the yeah, friendly. Played really well against Rangers. Well. Yeah, yeah, he was um, one of the best. And he did players. all right there. Again. He did, yeah. Um, so you know, caught the eye a little bit there, but you know, it just, it just depends. I mean, I just hope we don't get injuries at the back because that's another sort of centre half, really, going, isn't it? And him and Pask, we can both play at centre half. And if we get a couple of injuries at the back and we're not bringing anybody in, uh, so Robin says, um, it's good, we might struggle. Well, yeah, just obviously, there's been a few names banded around linked with us. Um, I think today I saw that there's the blue centre-half, mm. Christian Pedersen, who can play left-back, yeah. left-sided centre-half. He obviously played in the two FA Cup games against us. He, he's quite deadly. He's got a real good long throw. 
Um, I think he caused us a few problems mm. late on. Um, do, do you think that we are in the market potentially for a left left back, left wing back, left sided centre half? <laughs> given the Matson situation still a bit up in the air. Obviously, Josh Reed possibly doesn't seem ready, and Dabo didn't really work there against Derby. Probably had his worst yeah. game that he's had in a long time. No. Yeah. So would you, would you think yeah, they're left wing back? Yeah, I think I think definitely he'll be looking for some springs. He's got to look to bring somebody in. If he's getting rid of um, players of the wages, then there might be enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah that's, I think that's the sort of cover we need because um, I say he's free up wages. I, suppose, I know he can't do anything probably until he frees up wages. He's probably been told he needs to get people out the door before he can bring anybody in. And that's probably the way it is at the moment. Um, we have to accept that, you know. But yeah, definitely, we definitely need cover there. That's a position we definitely need cover. And uh, you know, we've got to look to, you know, it would be quite lucky really with injuries so far, Stephen. To be fair, haven't we? We haven't had any major injuries, have we? To be fair, so you know, um, yeah, you're saying we might get one, might pick a couple up all at once, and, and then we could be in trouble. But that's the problem we're going to have to face. Assuming, obviously, Fazdeen comes back in on Saturday, um, who out the back three that played against Derby do you think is going to get left out? Yeah. Uh, I would say it's difficult, isn't it? Because they all play well. Uh, but I've got a funny feeling he might uh, he might drop Rose, possibly. Um, that's the one I think he may drop. Um because Clark Salter did well when he came back and he, he did really well, I thought. Um, I, I think Rose, possibly, if anybody had to drop out. But it's a difficult one, I say, because they all played well. So whoever did drop out would be very unfortunate. Yeah, I, I'm just not so, so sure about Rose, given the fact he talked him up a bit in the in, with the Telegraph, saying how he was getting back to his form. And I wonder yeah. whether, whether Hyam might be the odd one out. I, I don't think he should. But I think he might be inclined to want to play Clark Salter just for his pace, uh, especially if Johnson Clark Harris plays. But um, I'm sure, obviously, Dan, who's just about to join us, will be able to tell us whether JCH will be playing. So I'll just <laughs> join us. But yeah, well, um, it'd be interesting because he also, he also tends to score against us, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he, he he barely got a kick in the game at the uh, at the CBS, didn't he? After the big. Hugh Hart yeah, was he playing? Was he, play, uh, was he playing? Was he playing? Wait, I think he got a, I think he got a whack in the face by uh, McFastine. So um, we've been joined by Daniel from the Yellow Block Podcast. Welcome to tonight's show, Daniel. Um, we we're obviously just discussing the game uh, for Peterborough. Um, obviously, looking back to the game where you played us at the CBS earlier this season, uh, you lost three 0 but it was kind of quite a, a cagey game, and bar was blitzing you with three goals in like seven minutes. I thought Peterborough accounted themselves quite well. Um, what are your thoughts, obviously, on the season so far for you guys? Um, I think you summed it up uh, quite well uh, there yourself, to be honest. And thanks for having me, by the way, chaps. Right. Um, it's, I, our season this so far has been very much, you know, give a, a good account of ourselves for maybe 40% of the game. Um and then look like a League One side for the rest. 
Um, and and yeah, we just crumble after the first goal. As soon as we concede away from home, that's it. We we concede two, three more very, very quickly. You look at the game against Swansea, we did the same against them. Three goals inside 12 minutes, I think it was. Um, and yeah, just, just pour away from home. But you're pretty good at home, aren't you? I think you've lost three games at home all season and two of them were obviously West Brom and um, Fulham. And you've obviously drawn with Bournemouth. Why do you think there's such a yeah. disparity between your home and away from? Obviously, Coventry City have a similar problem we've been really good at home and we're average away and now we've kind of got better away and our home form's tailed off yeah I, I, to be honest we, we talk about it on our podcast quite a lot we, we can't really put our finger on it I mean you said yourself there that you know some of our losses at home have been against you know the big boys West Brom was the last kick in the game that we lost that one with and uh, and Fulham was only 1-0 which we thought was you know pretty successful considering they pumped seven past Blackburn and Stoke this year um, so like I, I I can't help but think it's got to be something to do with mentality or the prep maybe we're not you know just we're not going into these games with the right mind frame or something but you know, I'm not a coach. I, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, put myself in in Fergie's shoes and say he should do this and do that because we we just don't know what it is. Um, and you would like to think by you know the midway point or past it, which we are now, he would sort of suss out what the problem is. But you know, evidently he hasn't. You know, you look at Blackpool, our last home away game. Sorry, and you know it's dreadful and then you look at our home performances against some of the big boys you know Bournemouth we've got a good nil-nil draw out of and you know we've we've done uh, QPR at home we've done Derby at home we've got such great results and there's just there's no sort of connect between the teams it's honestly it's like watching a decent championship team at home and a league two team away it's it's awful yeah like, um, I think it's one winning nine now for you and am I right in saying that Doug McCantony, uh, McCantony offered, or oh, as is given basically Darren Ferguson a new contract. Is that right? I think we've seen somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, we've had one away win all season, three away points, um, might I add as well. We've not even had a single draw. Um, and that was against Hull. And anyone who's played Hull this year knows that, you know, they're not a great team. They get lucky. So, you know, you take that with a bit of a pinch of salt. We offered. Darren a new contract which obviously he graciously accepted as you would if you were doing poorly and someone said would you like to stay on for longer um, it, that was I think mid-October if I'm not mistaken um, by which point we'd had maybe 15 points from a possible 40 um, I don't even think it was that good to be honest we'd gone on a run of like seven losses in a row I don't remember that much and yeah we, we gave him a new three-year deal I can't understand it personally. I know we became the laughing stock of the league when it happened for quite frankly, obvious reasons, because it's ridiculous, you know, who gives a manager who's just lost seven in a row a new contract. Normally you're giving him a warning that he's about to get the boot. Um, but he's been good for us in the past. Obviously this is his third stint with us. So I don't necessarily want to say that it, it is a hundred percent the wrong decision, although it sort of evidence would suggest that it is. Um, you know, maybe you can get us out of it. Time will tell. The signings we've made so far aren't suggesting that we're preparing for another season in the championship. So, yeah, we'll just see what the next six months bring. 
Yeah, just before we obviously talk about the three new faces that you brought in, um, I just want to ask you about, obviously, former Coventry City player, Johnson Clark-Harris. He's obviously been a bit in and out the side. He obviously, like I was, we were talking earlier, me and Kenworth before you joined us, obviously about the big, will he, won't he be available for the game at CBS? And he barely got a kick. I mean, he's had quite a stop-start season for you guys. Obviously, it's come out in the last... 24 hours linking him with potentially a move to Sunderland um, and lots of ridiculous figures, but Sunderland do like spending ridiculous money on strikers. Obviously, Will Grigg immediately comes to mind. Um, is, is he someone that if Peterborough got the right offer for, they would, would move him on? Uh, uh, or is he someone you think if you I would in, like to think so, yes. So you think he's, he's had his one good season and he's kind of... He's, he's, He's not performing to the levels you'd expect him to do. I, I, I don't know. This is another one that we can't really put our fingers on. Um, posh fans, anyone you speak to will tell you that he's not been fit all season. He hasn't. He's looked... Again, this is a stupid thing to say about a professional footballer because I couldn't do what they do and none of us could. But he's looked... Uh, sort of overweight and very much out of fitness. And that's that's such a stupid thing to say about a professional athlete, but it's true. Um, you know, like you said, you know, this news coming out from TalkSport saying that Sunderland are preparing a £6 million bid. Um, quite frankly, six quid and a Twix would do it for me. You can have him. Um, like, he's, he's been poor this season, very, very sporadically available. And when he has been available, his performances have been absolutely tosh. He's he's done some bits, he's scored some goals, but overall, you know, you forget he's in the game half the time. And that's evidenced by the fact that we've not got a single fit striker for, you know, most of the season. Um, and the only one that has been available for some of it has been JCH. And even then, he can't start. We're starting wingers and, you know, pressing centre mids in strike ahead of our only fit striker. Um, and I think, to be honest, that sums it up 100%. You know, if if... Honestly, if Sunderland want to come in with six million quid, I think they're absolutely getting ripped off. But like you said, they've got a, a history of paying over the odds for these players. And if it's January, you know, the players in demand, it's, you know, the fee sort of dictates itself. But I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's worth a third of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it's Kenny. I was just about to say, uh, he always tends to score, get what he used to when he played for like Wickham and that. He, he used to score against us, John JCH. And he always came with a bit of baggage with us, didn't he? He always um, seemed to have off, a lot of off the field problems. Um, so yeah. um, it was the same with us, you know. Um, he, he scored goals, but he had too many issues off the pitch. Um, do, do you think you'll, you'll survive this year in this division? I mean, it's, it's a difficult division, I know, and it's on the day anybody can beat anybody, as we as we know with the results we see every week. But do you think you, you've got a, a fighting chance? See, you, you say it's a hard division, but this year is probably the the lowest quality that the championship has been for a very long time. Mm. Um, and I think Peterborough make up a, a, a great deal of that. We're a very poor side and we deserve to be where we are. Um, I, I've been reluctant to say absolutely not. I, I personally don't think we will. I'm, I'm, you know, more and more as the season goes on, as more games come about, it's getting blatantly obvious that we need some sort of drastic change, either, you know, the manager or some some big, big signings, and neither of those are coming. So um, my personal feeling is 
we will be in League One next year and we are preparing the squad yeah. for that. Because Derby's tend to pick a few points up lately, haven't they? They seem to be sort of informed team. I mean, I know we beat them in the FA Cup last week, but uh, they're certainly in the league. They're certainly picking points up, aren't they, Derby? And, and they've done well considering all the points deductions they've had. Um, oh, I mean, even with the points uh, deduction, though, you know, anyone who's saying that they won't survive now is delusional. Yeah. I mean, they're on yeah. track to get 65 points. That's exactly you know, yeah. playoff form. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think they've got a great chance uh, again out of it Derby um, but um, who else would, you know, would go down I don't know but yeah, so, yeah, it's a strange it's strange when I say it's a strange uh, division because we've seen some strange results haven't we like bottom clubs on the day can beat top clubs you know um, yeah I mean we've evidenced ourselves you know we've, we've done yeah. QPR at home and we've put in some good results 3-0 against Birmingham when they were flying and then you look yeah. at our away results and it's it's like exactly yeah it's very say very similar to us and we've only just started picking up a few points away from home but we were awful um start of the season i mean we had a, got, got a great home record and that right glenn but great at home but yeah away we struggle but, but then the home rec- records kind of tailed off and and the the away forms yeah kind of, kind of improved um daniel obviously you've made three signings since Oh, sorry, Peterborough have made three signings since the um, transfer window opened. Obviously, you've brought in a new goalkeeper um, in Stephen Bender from Swansea. Uh, young West Brom striker Callum Morton, who's had a couple of successful loans at Northampton. I think he was in the Northampton side that got promoted in the COVID season. And a lad who's always interested me called Bali Mumba, who is on, who's on loan from Norwich, who can play about three or four positions and scored a screamer for you guys on uh, on Saturday. Um, what's your thoughts on, obviously, those three signings? Do you think they're just the start of you're going to make a lot more um, or are they just key positions that you had to get filled ASAP and see how it goes? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I would like to think we're going to make a few more hopefully some some permanent moves because all three of the ones that you've said the ones we made are all loans um, none of them have options on so i i would like to think that we get some some players in permanently some players that can actually do a bit of business in in the championship rather than these these unproven players i mean you know ballymumbo looks that's good um and you know his, his goal against bristol was ridiculous but you know, it's a League Two side, you know, can he actually do it in the championship week in, week out? It remains to be seen. But it was a position that needed to be filled because our right back that we've been playing, Joe Ward, has been absolutely dreadful all season. He's another one like JCH, had a great season last year and he looks bloody awful now. Um, the keeper, personally, it's a bit of a weird move for me. I, I think it might just be replacing, you know, the player that we had before. Obviously, Christy Pym is... Um, is, is on his way out. He's been told that he's got nothing to do with the club anymore after his bust up um, earlier in the season. Um, so we've been playing the ex-Ipswich uh, keeper, Daikonel. And I personally think he's very good. Uh, other posh fans would disagree. So I don't think Bender's come in to start. I think he's cover at best. Um, I could be wrong. And I, to be honest, I really hope I'm not because he's unproven. Um, and, and Callum Morton, like you said, great in League One, great in League Two, untested. It, they're just three very strange signings to me personally that would sort of suggest that we're filling out depth in the squad, which has been an issue, but with no real fight about us. Um, and 
yeah, I just I think we're not spending to purely prepare for League One. Just obviously before we do score predictions, just a couple of names that I've always been interested in. Um, Dembele's always been someone who's impressed me, um, uh, even when back in his days at Grimsby and Grimsby lost 4-0 to Carby was brilliant and gave Jack Grimmer a nightmare game. And he was really impressive in the game at the CBS. Um, has he been probably your star performer this season? Without a doubt. I mean, normally he is. He's uh, he's a player that's been good for us for a long time, um, which is why all the posh fans are so scared to see him leave. Um, I think, you know, if you don't give it to him, the only other suggestion for player of the season for posh would be Oliver Norburn, our centre mid that we signed from Shrewsbury, who's now our captain. Um, he's been incredible. Um, but with the thing with Dembele is if he doesn't turn up, he, he has a, a shocking game. He's There's no in-between. It's either, you know, a 10 out of 10 or at 5 um, so it's it's just one of those you know how he turns up in the day how he prepares I guess um, this sort of time next year I don't think he'll be a posh player I think he'll be playing for a, a mid-table championship team um, his contract expires at the end of the year and I don't think we'll, we'll keep him um, and just obviously two more questions who would you say would be your unsung hero in the current team and George Grant he's always another one who's always impressed me against Cov but he's now he's not really worked for him with you guys has it is there any particular reason is it system or is he just not had a running game oh, no I, I think that's a little unfair um, I mean I, you know George Grant maybe has struggled um, but I, I don't think it's anything unusual for a player that's gone from one team to another you know it's just adjusting like you said to the new system I think he's been good um, he's had some fantastic games um, obviously he can play a variety of positions on, on the right centre mid the left and, and in left midfield so I, th- I think you know personally for me he's, he's been a fantastic player for us and you know you look at the price we paid which I think was like half a million he's absolutely been worth every penny of that um, so any posh fan that said he isn't is quite frankly delusional um and then unsung heroes. I, I honestly don't think you can give anybody an unsung hero badge. You know, we've got very good players that have performed well all season. You know, you look at Ronnie Edwards, who's fantastic, you know, young, strong, fantastic on the ball for a centre-back. We're not going to keep him next year. You know, you look at Dembele, we're not going to keep him next year. He's fantastic. The problem that we're having at Posh is that you've got these like three, four, five max, absolutely star quality championship players surrounded by lower league tosh that aren't doing anything um and it's it's a shame because you know everyone that sort of as a peterborough fan was coming into this season really hopeful ambitious and it's been a rude awakening it really has yeah i've always liked peterborough with, with the way you play um we were just saying earlier me and kenway there's they're never dull games when we play you there's normally goals there's normally drama and there's normally excitement um, against you guys, and I think it would be it would be a shame for you to go down and like other teams. Like I use Bristol City as an example. I, I saw them earlier, and they were not impressive at all. They they have a a poor attitude in my, and they don't have a, a philosophy and a structure and a plan. And they obviously, I think, recently come out. I think they're like thirty million in debt and stuff like that. Um, what what who's the Coventry City players that you you fear at the moment? Who who worries you playing for Cov? 
the, the chief one for me, to be perfectly honest, is Matty Godden. Um, it just purely as simply, he's an ex-player. He will score against us. It doesn't matter if he's on the pitch for the 90 or 90 seconds. He will do damage against us because it's what ex-posh players do. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that personally. Um, it's yeah, it's it's just part and parcel, isn't it? No, I think uh, he's been he's been probably in real good form. Although he abs- he missed an absolute horrendous chance on um, yeah, Saturday with his left foot, <laughs> which was absolutely <laughs> awful. Bar. Yeah, I think I think me and Ken could have scored it um, on it. So um, we're just going to wrap yeah. the pod up in a minute. Let's do our score prediction. So Ken, what's your score prediction first? Um, as I said, I don't think it's going to be an easy game because I don't think it's, uh, I don't think there's any easy games in this league to be fair. But it's down to on the day, as you know. But um, I think it's going to be two. I'll go for two-one win for Carl. I think we'll just get there. Just. And Daniel, what's your score prediction? Um, I think we're strong at home, and you're not the strongest away. Uh, we might nick a point. I'll go two-two. I think Cov might win three two because there's always goals. I think I can't Ooh, see I can't see as, goals. I can't see <laughs> us keeping you out. That's the thing. I think you've got play. I think even if we go one nil up, I think you'll throw the proverbial kitchen sink at us. Um, and I think we've scored at least two goals on the last two trips to your to your stadium. So I think it'll there'll definitely be goals. Um, so just uh, just like to wrap the pod up. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. And we wish. Peterborough all the best for the rest of the season after Saturday. Um, hopefully, Cov will rep- replicate our win at the CBS. Um, thank you for joining us, Ken. Um, obviously, you can check out Daniel's podcast, yeah, which is the Yellow Block podcast. And obviously, imagine that he'll be doing a match preview and a match review. Um, our pod will be out later, and we'll obviously be reviewing the game on Sunday. Play up, Sky Blues. Yeah.